0: In a world gone mad, only rationality and common sense can save it. It's Andrew and Jerry Save the World with your hosts, Andrew Langer and Jerry Rogers. And now, here's Andrew and Jerry. Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Andrew and Jerry Save the World. Episode 40, Andrew and Jerry Save the GOP which I think all of us are in agreement. It definitely needs saving. Uh, I am Andrew Langer, Uh, Jerry Rogers, uh, who is a little under the weather. Jerry's a little Logie today. I am, Um, you know, burning the candle at both ends, my friend. You know, it's funny.
1: It's funny you say that. I thought about that today where, where I really don't feel well. And uh, and usually if I'm not feeling well, it lasts a day or two, whatever. But uh, this has stuck with me now for a while. It's
0: going around, my friend. I'm telling yeah. you, I, I've thought, we were talking about this yesterday as you were trying to figure out what you were going to do in terms of the radio. Yeah. Um. And and uh, I, I told you I've got family members who've gone through this. We've got friends who've gone through this. This is a there is some stuff uh, going <laughs> around. Um. You know, and it's it's anyway it it can it can stay with you. So you know, I'm glad you're home. I'm glad you're there. Uh, I myself, Jerry, am nursing a really nasty bout of tendonitis in my Achilles tendon. So I'm hobbling around uh, like uh, uh, someone who's hobbled. And that's not fun. And I got to, I got to get it all, I got to get it all cleared up by tomorrow because I got to, we're driving to New York tomorrow and, and um, it tends to exacerbate it uh, 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 driving. Um, what,
1: what, what is the injury?
0: Well, it's, it's tendonitis in my Achilles tendon. So if you're in traffic and you're sort of moving your foot and stopping and starting and you're rotating it, uh, basically what happened is I wore, I wore God, we really need to go down this rabbit hole. I have a pair of dress shoes. Um, and this sounds like a, a problem. Anyway, you
1: were injured by your dress shoes.
0: I was, I, well, I was injured by driving in a pair of dress shoes that I shouldn't have been oh driving. My in. So goodness. A pair of, a pair of, uh, a pair of uh, wingtips that I should have been driving in. Um, and then I exacerbated it by driving, you know, spending five hours driving on Sunday. So
1: I, uh, I, uh, I busted up my ankle uh, playing uh, football. And and uh, and wore a soft cast and played in my first playoff game years ago. And then mo- most recently before COVID, I broke my ankle in I five, remember. Different, five different places, uh, five yes. fractures, uh, fractures and uh, and still haven't gotten it fixed. I'm still hobbling around on it. But I go jogging every day. Yes. Yes. You have your you have, <laughs> you, you have
0: your constitutional. And, I
1: have to. Well, actually, let's be honest. I go for these long walks, yes. uh, but I did. I did run of my five marathons. I did run one marathon. Uh, without training whatsoever. <laughs> well, you heard
0: about this guy. It was well, like a 75 year old grandfather who ra- ran a marathon yeah. smoking the entire time, which I find hysterically funny. Uh, so anyway, now to, to revisit, uh, obviously we've decided that at least I've decided that there's a real danger in doing shows on election night. Uh, Cause we just don't know. Thankfully, we are now more than a week out from the election Uh, The midterm elections of 2022 we have a much better understanding i I mean let's let's sort of pull it out jerry because if you're not if you don't have a scorecard um we'll we'll make one for you if you have a scorecard follow along at home so republicans have taken control of the house by what one vote
1: well Uh, yeah i mean again they're, they're they they won't call races until they're certified uh but it's it's likely that they could have 219, 220, even 221. All right, a, a, a but, slim majority. But, but my point yeah, but, is, but, slim... you know what? But, but that term slim majority is, is is meant as a pejorative. And remember, uh, in two, I think it was, what, 2000? The last time, four years ago, the last time that the Republicans had a majority, they had 221 votes
0: yes but but i mean i don't mean it as a majority i'm just i'm just literally trying to say so we got republicans Mm. are going to take control of the house that's all that matters they're not going to take control of the senate
1: for for our listeners uh, when it comes to the house the only number that matters is 218
0: yes but but yes and we'll get back to this i just want to i just want to set the score all right Uh, republicans democrats have maintained control of the senate um we have this runoff that's happening what Democrats. Democrats. Maintain control of the Senate. And, and on Sunday, uh, Donald J. Trump Jr. announced, no, Donald J. Trump Sr. announced that he is running for president. So this is, this is, this is where we are right now uh, in America. Uh, and, and it sets up this thesis, because obviously, given the election results, um, and, and, you know, again, yes, Jerry is correct. Um, 218 is all that matters, and it, it's all that matters for a whole host of reasons not the least of which is setting the agenda and pushing back on the Biden agenda. Um, but also being able to put a stop to whatever Joe Biden would want to do in the last two years of his first term, all of those things are important. Nevertheless, uh, there are some serious mistakes that can be made moving forward. Uh, not the least of which is, you know, this question of, of Donald Trump and what Republicans need to do about Donald Trump. Um, and so we because of the discussions that Jerry and I have had over the last week, this is why we are having now this discussion. Andrew and Jerry save the GOP, because like we've been to this dance, how many times, Jerry, where Republicans have snatched defeat from the jaws of victory um, and they go out. And, and what is it that Grover Norquist said? There's a stupid party and there's an evil party. Yeah. And Republicans tend to be the stupid party. Um, yeah. So go some, uh,
1: just some context on this, yeah, and, and that please. is um, the real trouble with the midterms in terms of perception is that Republicans and their allies overpromised. If you look at what actually happened, it's exactly what the polls said. Sure. Happened. So there really were no surprises. And even our election evening uh, podcast, again, we were we were. We were on right after uh, the Republican sweep uh, massive victory in Florida yeah uh, and I also for context, uh, the if you're scoring at home, Republicans win. This midterm wasn't a tsunami uh, yes, it's at of step in terms of other midterm elections but not but even there not really. I mean you know this idea that midterm elections the uh, the party out of the White House is going to pick up 40, 50 seats. That is that is a 20th century uh, issue that won't happen again. The country for now is evenly divided, and that's what we have. Uh, if Georgia flips uh, to Republican, we have a 50-50 Senate, and we're going to have a 218, 217, 219, 216, evenly split Congress with Republicans in control. Again, if you had to control one chamber, the Senate, or the House. It's the House. The House majority matters. In the Senate, it doesn't matter because of the filibuster. Yes. So well, essentially... The filibuster
0: and also... Yeah, the filibuster
1: and... and yeah, absolutely. But, but here, here's the bottom line. If Republicans are smart, to your question, uh, they can govern over the next two years uh, with a kind of center-right coalition. Think of Think of who's up in the Senate in the next election cycle. There are 10... Potential pickups for the GOP. Again, I'm not going to overpromise. Right, but of those ten, uh, you have five. Uh, you have uh, Arizona. You have West Virginia. You have Pennsylvania. You have uh, Montana, uh, and you have uh, other states. So my point is, is that it's it's in the interests of both parties to govern center right but let's see what happens.
0: Well, right. And, that, and this is, the, well, and to, but to govern, all right. I think folks need to understand what we mean by by center-right. I think the point is, is that Republicans need to govern smartly. They need to behave smartly. They need to be much better at articulating what it is that they want to do, presenting
1: <laughs> the alternative. Yes? <laughs> I'm laughing at that. Well, okay. Because, they, because yeah. they have their challenge there. Yes, that's what this is. is, This
0: this is exactly it. But this is, again, why we are saving the GOP by explaining to them what they need to do. See, part of the problem was, and this is what Jerry and I have talked quite a bit about, and in the end, Jerry and I have spent both time. We've spent a lot of time in politics, but we spent a lot of time on the public policy side of things. And I can't speak for Jerry on this. I know for me, the policy side of it to me is the more interesting and the more important because that's what really matters in the end right? The, 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 there's the gamesmanship of politics, you know, getting people elected to office and holding on to their elected office. What they do there while they are in office is what matters. And if you don't articulate well what you are wanting to do and how that is going to benefit people or what the other side is doing and how it's going to harm people and why your alternatives are better, you are not going to achieve victory on the electoral side of things.
1: And unfortunately, the Democrats are so much better better at the politics right and again just a, a simple example of, of 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 this of this truth that our listeners uh, will understand you know president joe biden makes this announcement of the federal student loan bailout right everyone knows including the speaker of the house nancy pelosi democrat speaker of the house outgoing speaker of the house everyone knows that it's unconstitutional and illegal it doesn't matter right uh, because it's good politics and again, it, it is
0: time out for a second. It is retail politics in the very real sense of retail yeah. in that they are literally buying votes. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: And, and 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 again, you know, right after the election, it was made plain by the courts that this thing, this dog, you know, what, what is it? This dog won't hunt. Yes. And and but 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 again, there's a certain kind of cynicism uh, and, and obvious dishonesty there. Uh, the fact is, is that the Democrats to win. Uh, they're already the party of handouts, the party of of giving gifts out, patronage, right? The old yeah, town hall, right? Uh, and they're they're expert at it. Uh, where the where the Republicans don't don't get it or miss the mark is uh, their policies, if enacted, will actually uh, be better than the handout, right? Will be, be better than right, right?
0: Because you get to keep more of your own money. You you will make sure that the price of goods and services doesn't skyrocket. It's right. the point that, you know, it was one of those things where our good friends at the Competitive Enterprise Institute were always on the leading edge on, right? And where they, frankly, where they were better at beating groups like Cato um, because CEI was always about, okay, you know, Cato and CEI would work on things like climate change, climate policy, and, and Cato would produce good work and, and and good work on the policies. But CEI was always better about explaining um, you know, this is going to drive up the cost of energy for you. This right. is going to take away these kinds of cars from you, or make the cars you want to drive more expensive. One of the most effective videos, as I recall, was a, a video that CEI put out where they showed somebody trying to ride a bicycle in the snow, and and underscoring that this is what this is what the left wants from you. They right. want you in cities riding your bicycle in
1: it in, 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 in the snow to work right this is certainly
0: right. the case in baltimore and, Go and again ahead.
1: not not meaning to jump a topic here but yeah. but but here it seems that the the plain truth of how rotten the economy is and high inflation high energy costs, high gas prices uh the border crisis uh wage you know wage decreases um these were self-evident however This is where the Trump factor uh, impacted the midterm elections in a great way. And that is where there was a swing voter who had inflation as a top issue, but was concerned about the chaos, so to speak, of a Donald Trump. They came down on voting against Trump and keeping the status quo yeah and that's again exit poll shows us that Donald Trump's negative impact on the midterms for Republicans uh, is you could you could teach a uh, a a master a, ma- a master's program class on this at Harvard University it wasn't just picking bad candidates uh, it was much deeper uh, and 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 more profound than that and, no 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 because we'll get right, into this.
0: time no no I think it is actually it's a good entree into this Jerry because. Democrats are working overtime, and the leftist media is working overtime. They worked overtime during the 2022 midterms, and they're working overtime now to keep Donald Trump on the ballot. Now, right, Donald Trump didn't appear on the ballot, and you're right, outside of candidates where Donald Trump picked, nevertheless, they made Donald Trump an issue. So, you know, you see, you get to let's say. Um, Virginia's second congressional district. Actually, Virginia is a good example of this because you had three battleground districts. Um, uh, You had Virginia's second, which was the Elaine Luria district. You have the Abby Spanberger district, the seventh, and you had the uh, Jennifer Wexton district, the the 10th, all three of them. And what was that? Uh, all three of them say had, this. Hold on. Hold on. Let me just get to this, though. And all sure. three of them put Donald Trump on the ballot. Um, uh, um, and and only one uh, only one Republican was able to overcome this. And that was, you know, Jen Kiggins
1: in 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 the second in the second. But
0: so, sorry. Go ahead, Jerry. You're going to say. Something. No,
1: but but again, just to uh, just to emphasize the point you're making, um, political pundits, the political watchers. Remember, the polling data was correct. If if um, if. Uh, if, if a Democrat was up by three uh, the race was being handicapped plus two Republican. You know, I mean, again, that, that varied, but, but even where, like Fetterman, even where Fetterman led in nine out of 10 polls and the polling average was like, you know, you know two, three, percent. everybody
0: assumed that the undecideds were going to break right. overwhelmingly but for the Republican.
1: Here's the thing that actually happened and it, and it connects to your point about Virginia Um No one considered the Trump factor, right? No one. It wasn't, it wasn't a consideration. It was never a data point. And so uh, in Virginia, the congressional district two, seven, and 10, the agreement was those who follow politics all agreed that if Republicans uh, flipped the second district in Virginia, uh, they would gain the majority in the house. If they flipped the seventh district, it would be uh, a red wave. Yeah. Uh, however, if they flipped the 10th, it would be a tsunami. Yeah. And what happened? They did not flip the 10th or the 7th, but, but indeed the second. Yeah. And again, but that's the Trump factor. The, so, one, so the, one, the one issue that was not considered leading into Election Day was the massive, massive, massive negative impact uh, by Donald Trump. Right. And, and so and it gets into now why
0: they are working overtime to resurrect him and, and you get you have to look at scans. Well, actually, we'll get to the looking at at anybody on the right who is promoting Donald Trump and why that they're doing that. But it, it is, I find it incredibly fascinating uh, as well as incredibly disturbing that we're not getting reports out of the DOJ that they're finally admitting that there was nothing in the documents at Mar-a-Lago that they that they raided. Right, or, the, the,
1: or the Rudy Giuliani non-indictment.
0: Or the Rudy Giuliani non-indictment, all of which came coming out after after the election, right? And then you had, you know, folks who are turning around and sort of pushing this idea of Donald Trump becoming the nominee. And and Jerry, you had this theory, and I think it's a good opportunity to open
1: this up. So talk about this. Well, I, I do think, I think once the dust settles, and it's still settling, um, we just had leadership elections in the House this week. Uh, The House was just declared for the for the uh, for the Republicans. We still have the Georgia runoff in December. But once everything clears, you're going to see the media. You're going to see the Democrats and you're going to see the never Trumpers. You're going to see them all try to prop up Donald Trump in myriad in myriad ways. And the reason for that is, is is simple, right? Uh, The Democrats need Trump to win. Right. Media need Trump for ratings and the never Trumpers, the grifters, they need Donald Trump to earn a living. Right. And it it gets down to a couple of different things. They know that the more that they can prop
0: Donald Trump now, um, the more oxygen they can suck out of the legitimate debate. Right. The more the more we are talking about Donald Trump. Someone said it online and it was a brilliant comment to make. Uh, The more we're talking about Donald Trump, the more uh, Republicans are losing. Uh, the me, more let, we're talking about Joe Biden, the more Democrats are losing. I'm Sorry, go ahead, Jerry.
1: Let, 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 me, let me say this, and what I mean by propping up, I don't mean praising him, right. or Giving him credit, uh, just keeping him relevant in the race, baiting him, and baiting uh, his, uh, his, uh, his 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 uh, supporters. Let me give you an example. There is a uh, there is a political operative, um, uh, infamous, famous, depending upon if he uh, ever ran a candidate against you or not his name's rick shafton and uh jersey guy new york from the bronx a hardcore roll your sleeves up when he when he gets into the trenches with you his candidates really go for the jugular. Yeah. he was also uh, a massive pro-trump early adopter right trump speaks his mind he pushes back on the establishment he you know he all the things that you wanted the you wanted to be uncovered by the establishment, Trump was doing. He loved this guy. Well, he recently posted something, and to me, it was stunning. Uh, he said that the Democrats, the media, the Never Trumpers baited him the entire campaign. They baited Trump. They baited him. And he took the bait yeah. where he went out and did the rallies, taking focus off candidates onto himself. But then even the announcement. Uh, his announcement at, at Mar-a-Lago on the 15th, that also, he was baited into doing that. Right. right. They started, so one way to prop up Trump is to give praise to DeSantis. Right. Right, because that baits Trump to come in and do what? Criticize. Also, it baited him to make an early announcement. Uh, this is all, and, I, and again, for all those who think Trump plays this kind of third dimensional chess, uh, he's being played right now. Right. And uh, and to the detriment of of the 2024 elections and and the the GOP. I want to be really clear about something, because I think that,
0: you know, people change over time and circumstances change over time. This is not 2016, certainly not 2015, but it's not 2016. And Trump is not who he was in 2016. No, Um, Donald Trump had not been president. He had not spent, uh, at that point, he had not had five years of relentless attacks going out. And I'll tell you something, five years of being attacked on, a, on an hourly, a minute by minute basis, you know, overwhelmingly, what, 95% of the stories in the mainstream press were anti-Trump and anti-Trump administration. Oh, yeah. That's going to take a toll on somebody, especially if that person is a narcissist, Um, again, I don't want to engage in a, in an armchair diagnosis. And
1: and, and also you and I, Andrew, we're not anti-Trump. Donald Trump's policies were good policies. Donald Trump's uh, presidency was much better than, uh, than Joe Biden's. Donald Trump did keep his promises. He moved the embassy. And more to the point. And and also he taught other
0: conservative Republicans how things could be done. You know, if you just stick to your guns and you do fight, um, you can engage and you can have major policy success. Yeah. You just yes. have to be willing so, to fight for those things. Yeah. But my 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 point my point is this: is that you know just because we first were Trump agnostics, or Jerry was an anti-Trumper, and, and I was more agnostic, and then we became Trump supporters, uh, does not mean that we are sort sort of. That, that we are missing the greater game now, that Trump is going to somehow turn around and surprise us once again in the same way that he surprised us in 2016. Right. Um. And, and and we now see this given what has happened in the two years since Donald Trump, almost two years since Donald Trump left office, and most certainly what happened in 2022 with the elections and the exit polling. Data matters in all of this.
1: Yeah. And, um, and, and Sorry, and, go ahead. And, and And again, Donald Trump... I watched his uh, Mar-a-Lago announcement. As did I. He hit all the right political themes in terms of uh, pushing back on uh, issues that are related to religious liberty and to the pro-life issue and to cultural issues and to wokeism and to the economy and to China and to manufacturing. He hit all the right issues. He's right on the issues. His problem is, is that as he's doing that, he lies. He tells untruths. And I no. look, I always thought he got a bad rap here because he would exaggerate. Sure. And he'd be called a liar. Then Joe Biden would lie and he would be he the lie would be explained. Yeah, they, call so I, they call them or they
0: call He just he tells stories. He, he right. Joe Biden. But the just,
1: bottom line is, is, is what really offended me was uh, was and again, maybe I shouldn't be offended because it, it, it's who he is, uh, that he he had no self-awareness. Uh, he made the case that his endorsed candidates actually were winners and that and that the vast majority, 80 percent or whatever number he used, uh, won reelection. In fact, he took credit. Again, I, I almost threw up a little bit in my mouth. He took credit for the House majority. But the problem is, is that that's all not true. Yeah, it's demonstrably not true. And in fact, it's the very opposite. That's true. Donald Trump, cost republicans the senate he cost republicans a greater majority in the house he cost republicans the governorships listen charlie baker like him or not a uh, liberal republican governor of massachusetts uh, um, could have run for another term trump threatened to go after him with a pro-trump candidate in the primary uh, and so charlie baker said the heck with this i'm not going to run what yeah. happened Democrats pick up the seat. Same is true all over the country. Look at what happened in Pennsylvania. Uh, The, 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 the sitting Senator Republican uh, Pat Toomey wildly popular, uh, very good Senator, young man. Again, Trump came in and said, uh, I'm going to run someone against you. Toomey said, well, the heck with that. So he retires. And what happens Uh, then, then a Trump candidate wins Oz who was from New Jersey, who's pro-choice who, was a carpetbagger, and, and, and we wonder why uh, the uh, stroke-damaged Fetterman lost. That's, again, the Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvania race should be the, this is what Trump did. A, yes. a damaged candidate, John Fetterman, no business being elected to the Senate. Right. Was elected because the Pennsylvania electorate decided we can't deal with the Trump nonsense. We're going to vote. We're going to vote for the guy who had the stroke. That no, should wanna... right there. That should tell and, Trumpers. And I want to talk about have this, about that issue, about the issue
0: of of fatigue, um, because that is also a huge yeah, issue here. Absolutely. I mean, when we talk about this, the, the issue of discussing politics and discussing ideas, I'm not operating under any illusions that a Desantis or a Christie Gnome or a Nikki Haley is not going to be savaged by the press in the same way that Donald Trump is. I don't think they come with the same liabilities that Donald Trump
1: does. But they're going to go after them. And again, just like they called McCain unsuit unsuited for the presidency. They called a Romney a murderer. They're going to do the same thing with whomever is the GOP nominee. But the, the difference is that
0: there are all of these other ancillary questions that suck all the oxygen out of the room, right? We can have a debate, at least if let's say a Christy Nome is the nominee. And I don't think Christy Nome is going to be the nominee, but let's say the Christy Nome is the nominee. We're going to have a debate on her record. We're going to have a debate on her policies. And that's important. With a Donald Trump president a you know, presidential campaign in 2024, it's when is he going to be indicted? Uh, is is should a, a twice impeached president uh, should uh, should a twice impeached president be able to run? Uh, is should a you know we're going to have the legal question as to whether or not Donald Trump engaged in an insurrection and whether or not his uh, a campaign itself is violative of the Constitution? All of these questions about the legitimacy of the candidates the candidacy itself, are going to are going to suck all the again out of the room and and, uh, hold on for a second because i want to talk about my fatigue i don't want to have that debate going into 2024 i want to have a debate over inflation i want to have a debate over the green new deal i want to have a debate over what an america with a seven trillion dollar regulatory cost on an annual basis looks like that's the discussion i want to have not about these other things and and call me provincial uh call me a rhino call me whatever you but know, i'm man. sorry talking about substantive conservative issues is what saves the republican party go ahead jerry i'm sorry
1: well again if you're 100 right if if trump wins or wins the nomination the bottom line is and this is what trump supporters will say and again we we are we're trump supporters we just don't think he should run again um but those who are uh, those who are sticking with him this time the grifters Uh, And, uh, and unfortunately, I say this, there is this kind of cult of Trump. Uh, So the cultists, the cultists and the, uh, and the grifters are going to want him to run regardless. But they'll say rightly, they will say this, and they'll be correct, that it's unfair. The, the impeachments were, uh, were out of order. They were not, they were not legit. And they're right about that. Sure. Uh, And the Mar-a-Lago raid was not legit. And they're right about that. Uh, And a lot of the a lot of the civil suits and and, and other legal uh, questions the president for president is facing are not legit, and they're right about all of it. But here's where they're wrong, though. I think Trump himself, just in terms of being a, a Republican voter, a conservative, he disqualifies himself in two areas. where you know regardless of the fatigue, you're right. Regardless of that, he's a drag uh, he's a drag on 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 elections. Uh, you know, he, he the, the 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 reason why he disqualifies himself is twofold. Number one, um the lockdowns. Donald Trump caved on the COVID lockdowns. Uh, and you and I talked about this. I talked about it on my radio show uh, that you know he had no real power to to reopen the country. yeah, but he did have, but he did have the purse strings. He could have used the federal budget, he could have used public health monies, he could have used um, uh, the the persuasion of the White House. Uh, to force governors to reopen the economy. Uh, he he not only did not do that, but he caved to Fauci and Burks, And that's a big issue that hasn't been discussed yet. If I'm DeSantis, I'm focusing on the Trump lockdowns. The second thing, and I'm going to throw something at you. All right. I'm, I'm going to make your head spin, Andrew. Uh, the second thing is there was no insurrection on January 6th. The Democrats, unfortunately, made no. this into a partisan affair. So we never really got to the bottom of what happened, what the president knew and didn't know and all the rest of it. I wish there was a more, uh, a, a more comprehensive bipartisan investigation. It didn't happen because the, 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 the Democrats played politics. But here's the thing we know is true. And we know it's true because Mike Pence has, uh, has gone public. He had this, and I read it, this chilling op-ed in the Wall Street Journal, and that is that Donald Trump was asking his vice president to do something that was untethered from the law, untethered from the Constitution. The president was asking the vice president to do something the vice president had no authority to do, and that, to me, disqualifies Donald Trump from running again. What Donald Trump should have done, I'll say this and I'll I'll give you the word, Donald Trump should have, it was a raw deal. Yes, the election was rigged, 2020, we've gone through this. Yes, It wasn't rigged in the way that Donald Trump and the grifters said it was rigged. It yes. was rigged in a much more deeper, profound, comprehensive way, but that's neither here nor there for this. But what he should have done was, you know what, I got screwed. I got screwed by big media, by big corporations, by the establishment but you know what the the democracy the the republic matters more i concede the race i'm going to work with joe biden to make sure the transition is smooth but guess what i'm coming back and i'm going to get you yeah and we wouldn't be having this discussion about trump today if he had done that
0: you know it's, it's interesting um um because listen i i can talk about you know my theories about donald trump's mental state on january 6th and sort of sort of a break from reality but but let's Set that aside because we've talked about the issue of ex-presidents and 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 Donald Trump being lacking in being a good ex-president part of it, right? If Donald Trump wanted to run again, now he did some things right. He's done some things right. The creation of the America First Policy Institute, that's a step in the right direction, right? You create.
1: But he, yes, but he didn't do that, though.
0: What do you mean he didn't do that?
1: That's not his group. I mean, he didn't found it. He's not there. He's not. He's not leading it well he's he, he's uh, he's he's and you know my understanding is is that it's the those who are present the um uh you know and he, you know who they are it's uh it's it's the uh, it's his uh his old economic advisors and and, and the rest who are doing it Donald yes Trump but i've been in- under
0: the impression that this is that this is sort of the extension of this is the the policy brain trust in waiting, you know, yes. from the former administration, and and again, I I, so I agree
1: I, with that, but it, but it seems to me to be a brain trust disconnected from the body.
0: Well, but they may be doing that on purpose as a way of as as anyway. Set that aside for a second. Okay. My point is, so you you create the brain trust and you create sort of you know the alternative vision in a way that is more connected to the Make America Great. What is it, Magaga? Now it's it's. Uh, it's make America great again, great again, whatever it is. Um, but but you know. But then, the other part of this is they should have taken the steps to create the entity that was going to go and fix all of these election rules that cost Donald Trump the election back in 2020, uh, and would have worked overtime to safeguard the uh, the, the deficiencies in the electoral process. All right? Donald Trump gets up there and he says on Monday night. It was a Monday and it was Tuesday night. Um, I'm going to, uh, I'm running and the, the when I'm president, I'm going to declare all of these things that the president can't declare in terms of election law. Um, but, right. but you know, where were you, what were you doing? What were your people doing over the last two years besides being sued by, or besides offering up advice to lackluster candidates for governor in Pennsylvania? You know, what were you doing to actually fix these problems that went down the road. I'm sorry, Jerry. go ahead.
1: While Ron DeSantis was literally reworking, recreating the political map in Florida. Right. Um, what was Donald Trump doing in terms of uh, early balloting, in terms of a network around the country? Uh, the bottom line, he sat on $100 million. Uh, we know that the candidates he endorsed were outspent, outraised. Uh, 10 15 20 fold yeah you had some races where hassan had you know tens of millions of dollars and the trump candidate in vermont in, in new hampshire uh, uh bulldog had two million right well you can't compete 50 million versus two million but where was and and and
0: and maybe spend some of this right 100 million dollars spent on a national campaign to read work those voter laws to file lawsuits to challenge those voter laws um all of the all of that could have been spent in substantive work but instead it's it's spent on creating i guess a war Donald, chest going into 2024 Trump,
1: during the campaign when we were fighting for a majority in the senate his candidates came to him and asked him for help yeah and what he did was well, I'll let you rent my list. And for every dollar that you raise, this, this is true. Go. This is an I'm, I'm going to a... give you for every dollar that you raise. Ninety nine cents goes to me, Donald Trump, and one penny goes to your campaign. Uh, listen, my, this, my is, face. this is this is not a serious Donald Trump. God bless him. Uh, he's a, not a serious person. Or not the serious person that we need for two thousand. Yeah, all I know is uh,
0: my my favorite my favorite uh, little little gem of the last week was when he when he took a big crap on Glenn Youngkin, um, and he said, "Hey Glenn Yunkin, you owe me because I did a rally where I appeared by telephone for you." It's crazy. I I mean it's like I mean the only thing that sort of less impactful Donald Trump could have gone said was you did a rally. And I sent you good vibes. I sat there and I meditated in my chair, and I said, "Oh, oh, hey, Glenn Youngkin, I'm gonna send you good vibes." <laughs> that that was the that was the only step
1: beneath, you know. Hey, I'm gonna call you by telephone while while you're while you're running. But, um, but there are there are some good signs, right? I mean, you had a number of potential candidates for 2024 come out and say uh, that Donald Trump shouldn't run. Uh, you had his well, former. This- di- his former defense secretary came out yesterday. Espen, <laughs> is it Espen? Esper, Esper. Sorry, yeah, uh, come out and say that Donald Trump is not
0: fit for office. See, okay, uh, all right. I want to just say this much. I think the rhetoric saying that Donald Trump is unfit for office. I think that plays into Donald Trump. It does. I think, I think that but,
1: that spurs. But for the first time, though, when they said this before, I'm not sure uh, it, it was. I'm not sure how serious it was. Or was it, but but listen. We can't underscore this. Donald Trump wanted his vice president Mike Pence to create a constitutional crisis. How can any man serve or woman serve as president, and they're willing to throw the Constitution under the bus uh, because they felt wronged? But again, election? so I come back to I
0: don't know. I, I, I that to me seems to indicate a, a questionable mental state. But I don't want to I don't want to get away from this other part of it because we I don't want to lose the thread here okay? because the th- we are starting to go down the thread of what needs to be done to change the landscape and to have a landscape in which Donald Trump goes off, not quietly into the sunset, but just sort of, you know, it's the old phrase, don't go away mad, just go away um but the 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 point is we are starting to see this because jerry and i've had this conversation what do we do and jerry i mean i I don't want to put words in your mouth but jerry said well we need responsible adults and leadership to go and and tell donald trump he can't run yeah the the problem is donald trump won't listen to those people well i have another idea and i have another idea too and we're already starting to see this let me start here um because we've talked about the issue of talk radio and the rank and file it's going to take the, the, the people that the rank and file Republicans and the Trumpers listen to, it's going to take um, uh, those people voicing this alarm, and it's going to be a painful process. We're already seeing it. I had a conversation with a, a talk radio host the other day who said, you know something? I I came out, and I dared suggest that it would be a bad idea for Donald Trump to not run in 2024, and about half my audience was angry about this and angry at me about this. That's going to happen.
1: Listen That's going Andrew. to happen. I've I've hosted two shows at WBAL since the election, and I've taken a similar uh, point of view that we're discussing today. And overwhelmingly, the Trump supporting audience agree with me.
0: Again, that's that's, that's anecdotal.
1: Anecdotal, but yes, and and the
0: plural of anecdotes is not data. But the point, and but as I'm saying, so I've got this conversation, you know, and it's just gonna it's just gonna take time. The other thing, and we are starting to see this, and this is the more important thing, Jerry. It's the money issue. We've had two billionaire Republican donors say they will not support yes. Donald
1: Trump going into 2024. Yeah. And Donald yeah. Trump won't spend his own money.
0: And Donald Trump won't spend his own money. And and the only earned meaty he's going to get is not going to be helpful to him.
1: No. Listen. Um, sorry, go ahead. I have two other ideas. Uh, Please. Again, good. I'm going I'm to get ready to have your mind. Remember,
0: the, the thesis of the show is Andrew and Jerry save okay. the GOP. So well, go listen, ahead.
1: listen. So w- if the GOP. Is serious about moving past Donald Trump, then why not introduce ranked voting in the primaries? Oh, oh, I am not a boy, f- well, let's coming let's, back once again. Let's take five minutes. Let's not take five a fan minutes. of ranked but choice. I'm voting. I'm not a, I'm not a fan either, at all. Um, but in the primary in this year in the, in, in the primary leading to 2024, uh, ranked voting will will get rid of him it will get rid of him, but I don't think
0: it will produce the strongest candidate. Okay. So I think it'll, I think Second. it'll, I, I think it'll be,
1: I think it'll be, I think, it'll be I, I think it would produce a right. I mean, well, not really. Right. I mean, if you vote, if you're voting for, if you're voting for Donald Trump, again, let's speculate, let's have some fun. We don't usually do this. So let's say the field is Trump, uh, Hogan, Nome, Haley, DeSantis, Cruz, um, and some others. Uh, if you if you're a, if you're a Trump voter, your number two is who is DeSantis. Is but DeSantis. my problem is if you're DeSantis, if you're not, you're, no, you're, you're number two. How
0: about how many people? How many people? But the, here's the problem, Jerry. What happens if we do rank choice voting and everybody has a, 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 a candidate who's not Donald Trump as their first choice, but they pick Donald Trump as their second choice? And all of a sudden, through ranked choice voting, we get Donald Trump yeah, as
1: but, the nominee. I, I guess, but that's that's I mean just doing the math in my head back in the envelope. A, I, I, I will say this
0: much. You know, I was, um, I say this, you know, the Republican primary last year um had uh um uh, had uh ranked choice voting and my candidate lost <laughs> but then again it comes down to I'm where, no where, I'm
1: sorry in Virginia
0: in Virginia yes yeah so Glenn Young I, I say this Glenn Young got the the nomination through ranked choice voting um um, it worked out, didn't it? And it worked out. And, you know, yes, and I, 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 that's why I was giving the caveat. Um, and the caveat, of but course. That, and-
1: again, it, the ranked, ranked choice uh, primaries uh, for the presidential might be a way to move past Trump. Uh The second, I, the yeah. second way is uh, to have Republicans who now have the gavel and committee, uh, committee, uh, committee oversight, House oversight, uh, to do a legit investigation. On what happened on January six, not all this nonsense about uh, trespassing and the and the shaman who's dressed in a in a in a weird outfit. But a shaman? Yeah, right. Shaman. Shaman. Yeah. Shaman Sherman. Yeah. Shaman. Yes. Squeeze the Sherman. Shaman. Shaman. Shaman, baby. <laughs> that's but, a, that's um, what Michael. I like Uncle saying Jackson words. Shaman. Yes. Yes. Uh, but but have a real investigation that focuses on the day january 6th and uh, what was or, or, or the days leading again take the take the I, I encourage our listeners go and read the mike pence uh piece in the wall street journal yeah it's chilling what happened and why not have a committee investigation of house oversight uh, investigation on what the president was pushing the vice president to do yeah that alone that could knock come out of the race. Uh, well, or or it or it could
0: and it could or it could you know knock Mike Pence out of the race as well. I mean, it's you know it's just you know.
1: It, 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 but this goes, yeah, but this goes to our to our thesis of the program. Um, January 6 wasn't about finding the truth. The committee, the January 6 committee, yes. January 6th committee uh, was never about finding the truth. It was about baiting, about propping up, about pushing uh donald trump on the electorate brilliant yeah. democrats I mean, are brilliant yes yes keeping keeping
0: it revived and we thought that we thought in the end that that you know folks would be and rightly so right that folks would be much much more concerned about about the irony is again you look than at, anything else
1: you know, one, one day it'd be fun just to go through all the data so um you know democrats had hoped that republicans would be viewed by swing voters as a threat to democracy
0: yeah
1: that that never happened but those swing voters in many instances still voted for the democrat and it didn't have it didn't have it didn't have anything to do with um with threat to democracy, but rather it had to do with Andrew, what you just said earlier in the program. chaos, the
0: fatigue, the Trump fatigue.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're just, exactly they're tired.
0: Right. They're, they're tired of it. It's tired. Um, of it. You know, it, it, you know, it, it is a whole, a whole din and you get wrapped up in this and, and we are, I'm sure a lot of you are like this as well. Um, You know, you spend a lot of time watching the news or reading the news or listening to the news. And sometimes you just get tired and overwhelmed by this. You also okay. get sort of sucked into the 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 death spiral um and and that's hard to hard to break i mean it's funny um and and it intrudes on every part of life this is the other the other aspect of it and there are folks who just want to pull away they want havens i'll give you this example i think i've talked about this in the past um i'm a jerry and i were both huge fans growing up of a radio station in new york called wnew it's a great classic rock station and there is a, a a facebook fan page where folks talk about rock music, or they talk about the station and the history of it, because it's no longer around. It's now, uh, there's now another rock station in New York. But one of the admins of this rock page injects his politics into everything. And, and he's made it all about, you know, you know, Trump bashing. And folks are like, listen, this is not why we're here. We're here because we want to talk about music, or we want to talk about Pete Fornital's mixed bag you know on Saturdays you know on or Sundays whenever it was on on or or uh, you know whatever it was right um and and you know we don't want we don't want this
1: um and and that's i that's how, you, how you would keep the station tuned to WNAW and have if you had a stereo like i had my first stereo you could record off the radio oh yes and you'd have a cassette tape ready yeah so when one of your favorite songs come on you could, you could record the song. You know something?
0: It's so funny you say that because um, um, just we're going to digress for a second. Because I had this conversation with somebody. It may have been my wife. Um, Walk Like an Egyptian by The Bangles came on. Now, this is not a song you would have heard on Z100. Uh, I'm sorry. It's not a song you would have heard on WNW You would have heard it on Z100, which was the pop station.
1: 100.3.
0: And and so by the same token, you know my, my wife was saying, oh, well, Walk Like an Egyptian came out. I think she said it was like 82, 83. I'm like, no, no, no. 86 cuz i remember listening to it thanksgiving of 86 uh you know on my walkman with my family walking into the museum of natural history i remember this vividly and my point jerry is i recorded it off of the radio i had the cassette tape in there z100 yeah. hit hit record and i got uh, i got uh, i got uh, z100 but, you know it's it, it, it's actually to continue to digress for a second let me part of the reason why jerry and i love radio Um, And why we love terrestrial radio is because we were steeped in this, both the talk side, but also the music radio side. It
1: opened up the world to us. And if uh, if you were the world of ideas, there is a real culture
0: difference in terms of your talk radio styles. If you come out of, I don't know what kind of a non
1: Andrew music radio tradition. Yes. Go ahead, Andrew. I remember in 1977, I was a kid, Mm -hmm. Liam's age. And uh, and my father and I, because we didn't have cable and there wasn't cable options, and yeah, we didn't go out to the bar to watch to watch it, but we would listen to Muhammad Ali fights on the radio. Sure, on the radio. Yes, like we listened to well, baseball on the radio. We listened to the, the 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 songs that we loved. Uh, my first time ever hearing Elvis Presley was on WHN.
0: As a, uh, I will in, tell in New you, New York City. I remember being at in in WHN. Car. I remember W, sure, WHN, of course. It was the country western station in yeah. New York. So, so AM, by the way, AM. Yeah. Well, listen, WABC. A lot of folks remember was a music that, yeah, station yeah. on the AM dial. Yeah. I um um I will never forget. It's maybe the first time I ever really asked something of a friend's parent. I was in the car with a with a friend's mom. My friend and his mom. I don't remember where we we're driving, but she was you know running through the dial. Right, that you had an actual dial yeah, that you would yeah, turn. Yeah. And Baba O'Reilly by the Who came on. Yeah, that synthesizer introduction, and she went past. I'm like, wait, wait, wait! I Whoa, heard it. That? And I'm like, wait, can you please go back? And she went back. I remember it. Remember it vividly. um You know, you know that whole thing. The power, the power of radios. We talk about anyway.
1: Let me let me, let, let me ask you a question.
0: And then and then we got. I want to shift gears for the, yeah, yeah. But let me
1: ask, let me ask you a serious question. So, just a couple three days ago, depending upon when folks are listening to this. Um, Earlier this week, Donald Trump announced his run for the presidency. Yes. What has he done since then? How unorthodox is this? Usually you announce and there is a media tour. uh, There are interviews. There's a push to go out and do rallies or to meet and greet He's doing none of this.
0: And what and what is he and what is he? Yes. What is he doing productively for this? See, this is this is the, the the essence of Trump in the end is that it was all about this. He went headlong into this announcement. People advised him to not do the announcement. We want to focus on oh, I Georgia. Want say, I, want,
1: I want to comment on that, if you don't yeah. mind. So there was a lot of talk leading up to this, um, a lot of media reporting. So it wasn't just uh, political talk here in D.C. No. Um there there was um there was uh reporting that Donald Trump's closest advisors were pushing him to uh to say that he would want Ron DeSantis as his running mate. And as I'm reading this, I'm shaking my head. Because Andrew, what does the constitution say about? Oh, they electors, have to be from two different states. Have to be from two, so again, I'm reading this report. And I'm like, yes, and
0: other people are saying, oh, well, we'll get Ron DeSantis to change his residency to somewhere else.
1: But again, it, 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 you know, it, it no, showed... no, you change your residency to somewhere else. But who's listening? No. Yeah, Who is he listening to? Who, well, who are these advisors? Uh, now, by the way, thank telling you. Him which is
0: another big difference between now and, and 2016 is he does not have the same team that was surrounding him then. Uh, a team of legitimate professionals who understood what you needed to do to become president. The people who are surrounding him now are people who have had abysmal track records, whether it was the 2020 election itself or the, or the 2022 midterms and the candidates that they supported. So anyway, so that's, that's part of this. I want to, Jerry, I want to shift gears because there are two other topics I want to talk about while we're, while we're talking today. Um, I want to talk about this marriage act uh, in the house. Um, because there's a lot of misinformation that's flying around out there about this.
1: And and also what's bothersome about it is is that it just appeared. Yes. Now, mind you, it's been in the works for so many months. Um, well, a, a version of after, it passed the
0: house in July,
1: right? I right, mean, that, right, yeah, but so, that so that after, in and of itself also right, so the, suddenly appeared. The the Dobbs decision, Democrats were lying again about how uh, inter interracial marriages were going to be threatened. And other such things, uh, and so they they uh, they hastily approved the act in the House. Although what passed in the House is not what passed in the Senate. Yes, which I find very interesting. And what, what are they going to do about that? Um, here here's I, I have a great I have a great deal of concern about this. And the the sad thing is is that it doesn't matter because it's a done deal. Right. Uh, and a done deal with no debate no public debate, no public discussion. Uh, I don't, w- were there even hearings? Well, I, I, I don't
0: know. I, I, I have no idea. But again, it gets into your whole issue of the return to regular order. I mean, so, the, yeah. the, the, so, so rapidly, markedly out of order there. But the issue really comes down to what the bill says. And there are a lot of folks who are out there saying, oh, there are specific carve-outs for nonprofits. Uh, you know, it, but but that's, not the, that's not the issue. There are two things that are at work here. Number one, the, the carve outs for nonprofits
1: are very shaky um, because in essence, but explain what you, that means. Like, how could there be, this is my problem with this. And you and I talked, I, I just, I'm going to take one step backward. Yeah. So we can take two steps forward on this Please. conversation for the record. I think that uh, two individuals, opposite sex, same sex. Uh, if they want to organize their lives and live in a, uh, you know, a a relationship, uh, it should be legal. It should be offered dignity. Uh, it should be recognized. Um, I have no problem with any of that. In fact, I agree uh, with I, you. I, yeah. I was an early adopter to the idea of, of civil unions. My 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 great concern here is the same concern I had with in Maryland when Maryland passed marriage, so called marriage equality. They had these exceptions, these religious liberty protections. And I said to you on your podcast at the yep. time, you and Mark Nugent, I think, I said to you on your podcast, I said, look, I said, I'm not, I'm not against this in principle. I'm against it in, 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 in practicality and practice. Yep. Because if you have to carve out a protection that, that, that is uh, protecting my constitutional right to, to, to exercise religion, there's a problem with the legislation. Right.
0: It's, it, uh, it, 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 in and of itself, it admits that right. it's impinging on those rights. And that's right. part and of that's my what point here, is. yes. yes. So, so, but the issue on in terms specifically about the nonprofits is you only hold, right? Remember uh, for, a, 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 again, a 501c3 charitable organization. Now that is an organization that is engaged in what they call social, social welfare or charitable activity. It includes research and education and policy analysis, but it also includes churches, et cetera. You only hold your... Uh, your uh, nonprofit says and what that means is it's the well, a, it's the ability of of people to donate to you and you don't pay taxes, but also the ability of people to take a, a tax deductible contribute make a, a contribution that's tax deductible. I don't want to go down a rabbit hole here. I just it's important to, to say this.
1: But, 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 but the bottom line a little bit and that is if there's a Christian uh, Orthodox Christian uh, nonprofit and as part of participating uh, being hired by this nonprofit, uh, you have to take, or you, or you can't engage in certain activities that the nonprofit deems as immoral. So this nonprofit would not ma- would not hire you uh, if you're a uh, in a same sex uh, uh, relationship.
0: My my point my point is that that you can only your nonprofit status, your status as a five hundred one c three organization is granted by the IRS, and you essentially have to certify that you're not engaging in activities. That are contrary to U.S. federal law, right? And that, and that, therefore, that status can be revoked. That's part of the danger here. Uh, the other part of it is that if you are, let's say, an adoption agency, and you are a, yeah. a faith-based adoption agency, it, it, you know, let's way, say you, let's is, say you're not even a Christian. Let's say you were an, an Islamic faith-based adoption agency, right. and you don't want to uh, 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 allow a child to be adopted who's either a not Muslim or b uh, you know, outside of traditional marriage, um, you can have your nonprofit status revoked according to this law. That is part and parcel of this. Right. The other part of this is, if I am someone who is in the for-profit world and I do not want to do something that acts against my conscience, this federal law seems to contradict that because I'm not engaging in the nonprofit faith-based world. I'm engaging in a for-profit enterprise. And we have seen people prosecuted under this. I have a problem with that. Sorry, Jerry, go ahead.
1: I don't understand how this law is not a violation of the First Amendment. I I, I just don't get it. And the fact that 12 Republicans, look, these 12 Republicans want to, I think, publicly uh, put a stamp, a governmental stamp of approval on same-sex unions. I get that. And, and and there might be ways to do that, but this isn't it. This this this, this legislation, uh, again, the fact it is that this, yeah. it
0: is very simple. See, this is the thing that gets me, right? If you believe in gay marriage, and as Jerry and I have both said, we both support the idea. Now, Jerry talks about civil unions. I believe, you know, listen, if the state's gonna be involved in the concept of marriage and performing weddings, uh, then, okay. Then two people can go and get married. They can have a wedding, um, uh, by whomever, justice the peace, or if they want to get a bond and have somebody else marry them, that's fine.
1: Yeah.
0: The simplest, most straightforward federal legislation would be a reciprocity legislation, which is to say that a, a gay marriage in one state is legal in all 50 States and all territories of the United States. Sure. Right. That's the and, simplest and, and straightforward. And,
1: and, and frankly, the Congress has the authority to do that by the Commerce Clause. That's 100
0: percent. Absolutely true. That, that, but, that is me, absolutely maybe, true. Just
1: for clarity for our for our uh, listeners, uh, the text of the First Amendment. Right. Congress shall not make, make
0: Congress. No shall make law no law.
1: law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or bridging the freedom of speech, uh, et cetera, or the press, etc. cetera. Yep, yeah. This legislation in my mind, uh, is 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 picking and choosing over a religious issue. hundred percent. And and that's why it's wrong. And, and, and it what, surprises and me what, that 12 Republicans don't understand that.
0: And what the but again, right. I mean, this gets into and this gets into the whole thing, right? Which which is, you know, you you pick and choose which parts of the Constitution you want to follow.
1: Well, here, here's the bottom um, and, and line. And it, it's it's to, but gonna, hold on, hold on. It's going to pass.
0: Well, it's going to pass. And so here is what here is, again, the brilliance of the Democrats in all this. They recognize that in order for this to be challenged in court, you have to find the right facts set. someone's going to have to be prosecuted under this, someone is going to have to have their nonprofit status revoked over this, right, it's going to have to be the right plaintiff, uh, picking the right counsel, and then it's going to have to wind its way through the courts, right, because otherwise someone's right, you could challenge us on First Amendment grounds. But if there's no action there, there's no right. case for controversy. Someone has to have standing. If someone has to have standing. There has to be. Yes, it, it will be mooted because uh, for a lack of standing. Right. If it does eventually make its way to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court overturns it on First Amendment grounds, well, then it's the reactionary. Uh, um, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, um, non incompetent Supreme Court. Uh, illegitimate Supreme Court. It's a yeah. an illegitimate Supreme Court uh, run by you know conservative reactionaries like Amy Coney Barrett and Jed Brett Kavanaugh and Gorsuch et cetera, uh, and therefore we need to expand the court. This is you know we're going to use this as a cudgel at, at election time. Um, this is this is the, this is the brilliance of the Democrats. Is that this is yet another thing that they know they are they are looking well down the road at this. And, uh, and, as and a, the tool. irony as is, is that
1: the irony here is that this is a this is a layered complex conversation. I mean, you and I uh uh look, I'm a Christian. I believe that uh God intended uh men and women to marry once for life. That that is that is what marriage is. I don't, I don't I again it's controversial. I I don't I don't I don't like divorce. I, I, I don't, I will never engage in divorce because it's in my mind, it's contrary to God's best, but it doesn't mean I want divorce to be illegal. I don't think men and women who aren't married should live together, but I don't think there should be a prohibition on it. I don't understand, or I do understand perhaps why the our gay friends can't understand, why they can't understand that I can be uh, pro-gay. Uh, I could want you to have a wonderful, uh, free life of dignity and still a, oppose on moral grounds uh the idea of of of, of gay marriage
0: but more to it, the point no no let's take it a step further you can be pro-gay marriage and yet you're and that our friends on the left don't understand the idea of you don't want government to force someone to act but beyond but that's of their beliefs
1: that's, that's not my point though my point is. oh is, i thought that, that was your point no no my point is is that um I'm against divorce if yes. my, if my, uh, you know, outside of the, uh, adultery or abuse, I don't think people should get divorced period. I think it's immoral. I think divorcing your wife over anything outside of adultery or abuse is immoral. However, if I was a legislator, I would never vote to make sure divorce illegal. Um, uh, if, if, if my daughter or one of my daughters came to me and said, they're going to live with their boyfriend. I would say, no, you're not. And, and, uh, And if you insist on doing it, I'm going to take your boyfriend to a river and (laughs) cut him up and and dump him and no one will ever see him again. Uh, Because I think (laughs) because I think living together outside of marriage, I think sex outside of marriage is is immoral, but I I wouldn't I wouldn't criminalize it. So the same thing, I think I think same sex. I I think you wouldn't
0: criminalize it for everybody else. You'd criminalize it for the guy your daughter was going to live with. Yes. Because he would face the ultimate criminal penalty. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jerry. Just want to this, make sure we're understanding. The same
1: this. thing here is, is that I believe that um, same-sex relationships are immoral, period. Yeah. I mean, it's contrary to what is in the scriptures. Uh, it's contrary to God's best. And I think it's immoral. It doesn't mean that I would want it politically uh, to be made illegal. All right.
0: I want to shift gears one more time, Jerry. And I want to talk about something. You You gave me a phone call on Tuesday afternoon. And, and you said, I can't believe this story. I'm I'm not going to give the full context. Uh, You'd come off the air on Tuesday afternoon. You said, I can't believe the story of the, the missiles hitting Poland and, and what's going to happen. And, and I walked you through um, what was going to happen. And it's important because as everybody was going off half cocked about this, everybody, everybody. Yeah, well, we're gonna, its World War III, you know. Uh, NATO, uh, NATO was attacked. One's attacked. Uh, all must respond. And what did I say to you then? Do you remember?
1: So I'm having a. That's uh, right. right. You're right. Health issue. Yeah, that's uh, all um, right. You're doing better. Well, see, you said. <clears throat> go you ahead. Said, you, you said that. Uh, that there would have to be a uh, council and meetings and folks determining what happened and all the rest right. of it.
0: This is not Pearl Harbor. You know, and even with Pearl Harbor, there was not an immediate retaliation against the Japanese, right? That we declared war the day after, Um, but we were attacked. So, so let me, I want to just caution all of you. Um, There is a reason why precepts exist and, and why we believe in a deliberative process on things. You never make policy in a crisis, never make policy in a crisis. I've said this before. I will say it again. I said to Jerry, here's what's going to happen. Um, Poland is if, if, first of all, if we continue to believe that the missiles came from Russia, uh, Poland is going to demand some kind of response from, from Russia. Um, if Poland believes that it was attacked, uh, or that this was, you know, Russia uh, and that its sovereignty was violated, they're going to call for the North Atlantic council to meet. This is sort of the governing body of NATO article four. Yes. And the governing body of NATO, the North Atlantic Council, will do some kind of an investigation. And Ours they will determine
1: is the, is the consultation.
0: Yes. And they will determine whether or not this was an attack, where the attack came from and what the response of NATO ought to be. There are many steps that need to happen before all of a sudden we embark on World War three. Now, there are
1: yeah. although the media, happen, the, which the media pretty, has lost all interest in this story.
0: Well, yeah, of course, they lost all interest in it once it was once it once it, uh, the, the Biden administration. I, I, I don't know if Joe Biden meant to say this out loud, but once Joe Biden said out loud, yeah, we, we kind of we think the missiles are actually Ukrainian and not Russian. This is you know, I'm, I, I will say this. I am deeply concerned right now um, about about the twin stories. And they are twin stories of the missile attack or the missiles falling, the Ukrainian missiles and the FTX story. Um, which we don't, I don't think we need to really get into, but the relationship between this FTX crypto exchange and Ukraine and the allegations of money laundering, um, you know, you and I had conversations, good Lord, Jerry, seven months ago now, eight months ago, back when the war was starting and I was concerned about misinformation and I thought we'd finally gotten a handle on things. Um, But I'm concerned that uh, as, as, we hasten towards the preparations for winter in Central Europe. Uh, people are going to do stupid things, and we're going to lose sight of the fact that Ukraine can actually push Russia out of, this, uh, out of their territory if you know, they the, the, remain resolved.
1: The funny thing about this topic is, is that you really have this kind of debate. <clears throat> Don't believe everything you hear about Ukraine uh, versus you know, Russia, Putin, evil. The bottom line to me, right, is that the Biden administration, they laid the the pathway for Putin to invade. Right. For, for over a year. Number one. Number two. Well, yeah, for eight years, if you think about it, you know, going back to going back
0: to 2014 and the
1: Obama administration. Number two, uh, the sanctions haven't been severe enough and the aid, the military aid uh, hasn't been great enough. And, you know, maybe the Ukraine could have pushed Russia out by now if the West had actually supplied them uh, with the weapons needed and they, we haven't done it. I,
0: I think, you know, it's it's interesting because there there are a lot of there are a lot of things that are happening. We had remember we've had Paul Post on we've had on Tony Schaefer to talk about these things. Um, there was a you know, it's much in the same way that there were greater expectations for the GOP in uh, in 2022, there were greater expectations once Russia invaded that this would all be over and done with by Russia. Right. And but for Russian incompetence at the U.S. is uh, where I'm sorry, uh, help from allies of Ukraine to keep uh, Russia out and to frustrate
1: their efforts. But, it, but, it, but it's as if the allies, the Ukraine allies, what they're doing is it's like that Star Trek episode where they're giving them just enough aid so they can Keep a stalemate.
0: Yeah, remember that.
1: Remember that episode where? Yeah, balance was, of
0: balance of uh was it was balance of terror?
1: Yeah. So yeah, the entity yeah. that was giving, uh you know, the Organians, the, the Klingons. For, no, no, the Klingons. Oh yeah, yeah. The
0: entity was the Organians. They were giving. Yeah, they were giving the yes. Klingons and and the uh, the people on that one planet with the blonde people, right? It was the blonde. No, 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 people no,
1: no, no, no. What I'm talking about. Oh no, no. This is interesting. What okay. I'm talking about is the episode where, um, for some reason. Uh, uh the enterprise had picked up a contingency of, of klingons uh and there was an entity that fed off of violence and oh. so that entity trapped the vast majority of of the enterprise crew trapped them uh and uh, so the numbers were evened. sure and the weapons were evened, and oh. so and so they fought each other at a stalemate yeah, I still think it was, the, okay, the, Yeah, I'm conflating two episodes. I, th- I still think it was the, org. anyway, okay, it doesn't matter. Or, yeah. We're sort of down this road. But that's American policy, it seems to me, with Ukraine. We're, we're aiding them just enough to keep a stalemate.
0: Right, because, it, and I think part of it at the beginning was that there was never any expectation that the, that, that the, the Ukrainians, I'm not saying the Ukraine, but that Ukrainians were going to be able to push them back the way that they did. Now that we've demonstrated what they can do, it, it, it is more more than ever incumbent upon us to
1: uh, work hard to make sure again I would say this to you know because you hear lots of you know we're not going to give more aid to Ukraine, Shit or get off the pot, right? Either fund these people so they can win, drive the Russians out, or stop. Well I mean, and that's what are the other? and and that's
0: and that's just it. it it's at a point <clears> where we now really understand that um we can achieve a victory for ukraine without causing world war three to ignite as long as we continue to push the effort and you're right giving them the weapons that they need is 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 the way to do it
1: and again this is this is monday uh morning quarterbacking but this idea that russia in any way would even be a match uh versus the west and, and the united states in a world war three in retrospect is ridiculous
0: well i mean the real i mean the real question is what would a, what would a caged what would a caged rat do right what would yeah, but what even would, but would even if
1: that? they dropped a, a tactical nuclear weapon um they would be russia would be would be would be, would be defeated in, in weeks uh the real the real geopolitical threat to america and a world war three potential is taiwan a fight over Taiwan which, China, which
0: allow me which allow me Jerry to then to then point out uh this week's episode of the lunch hour podcast with the federal newswire uh, I interview Stephen Yates from the America First Policy Institute who is director of their China policy program we talk about that very issue yeah. uh, you can find that we have links to that up at the uh, uh Andrew it, it, and Jerry Save the World it, page
1: it just shows you how incompetent uh, the uh, Biden administration is well feckless uh,
0: I think is really yeah. I love I love that word in, in all of this yeah. and it was certainly showing up wearing a chairman Mao jacket to uh the G20 summit uh and, and, and essentially and, and, engaging
1: and, it, and it congratulated uh the, she,
0: she to Xi Jinping, uh, yeah. uh, uh
1: his uh his election uh, to president to be president
0: right yes well from you know from from, hey, from congratulations from one one fake elector to the other Jerry. I know you're sick. When are you? uh, You're back on on Sunday and you're doing Wednesdays now.
1: Yeah. So uh, for the most part on WBAL, you can catch the Jerry Rogers show Sunday, seven, 7 7 a.m. to 10 Sunday mornings and Wednesdays, uh, uh, 10 to two. No.
0: Yes. Yes. No, Wednesdays. No, Wednesdays. Oh, are you doing daytime? I, you, it's all confusing now. You were doing, gonna do nights on Wednesdays. Yeah, you know from I'm, eight to eleven.
1: I'm gonna be on Wednesdays. Uh, stay tuned if it's gonna be the morning or the uh or the nighttime but uh wednesdays and sundays on wbal
0: the uh time uh the lunch hour podcast will be continuing through uh the beginning of of 2023 so please stay tuned for Absolutely. all of those oh, by the way I, I will say this much and again listenership has been great uh please uh leave us a rating uh tell your friends tell your family members tell your family members friends tell your friends family members tell
1: somebody somebody tell somebody, somebody, tell tell somebody.
0: super liminal uh uh advertising word of mouth uh, to listen to uh, Andrew and Jerry save the world. Jerry, what do you want folks to do? Find the truth, plant your feet, and stand firm. God bless you. Have a great week, everybody. Have fun. Oh, uh, actually, Jerry, I'm sorry. I mean, are we? We're gonna do. We're gonna have to do an episode before Thanksgiving, aren't we?
1: We'll do a. Uh, we'll do a, a special. What? Uh, what are the things? Andrew and Jerry uh, are thankful.
0: Andrew and Jerry are thankful. I think that's good. So tune in next week for that. We
1: are thankful. We're very blessed.
0: Uh, Have a great week, everybody. Have fun and please stay safe.